Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you have gotten to learn a lot of different facets of my personality, my world. And, you know, today I wanted to do something very, very special. Um, You know, one of the most near and dear things to my heart is my nonprofit, the Cam Kizzy Foundation. So I figured, you know, why not have some of my girls who've been through the program here in the studio. So, you know, we can talk about what we do at Camp Kizzy and, you know, let you guys know a little tidbit of the Camp Kizzy experience. But I must say it's something that you really only fully grasp when you've been a part of it. And as we know, some of the stuff, what we talk about at Camp Kizzy stays at Camp Kizzy. So it's absolutely a safe space and we're not going to tell all the secrets, but in studio today, I have two of my girls. They're my babies. Oh, I can't believe like they're getting so old, but I have Bria Lynn and I have Dahlia and um, the two of them have pretty much been um, my Cam Kizzy girls since the beginning and they are starting to graduate out and I'm so sad. But what I love is that they're coming back to to help out and to continue to pay it forward. Dahlia is going to Clark Atlanta, am I correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. So Dahlia, tell me about, um, tell me about how did you, we're going to start with this story. How did you hear about Camp Kizzy? <laughs> um, I was uh, taking a tour of Atlanta. Uh, we were at Atlantic Station and we ran into Miss Keisha. <laughs> and um, I was kind of disrespectful towards my mom. And so. We were in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. At a restaurant. We could just tell the whole story. <laughs> and Miss um, Keisha put me in my place. BTW, she didn't even know me. Wait, oh, by the way, sorry, oh, y'all have to, y'all sorry. can't talk in Instagram and text. I'm sorry. You know, Miss Keisha's a little old sometimes. It takes by, a minute to catch up. By the way, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, there we go. She didn't know who I was, but that didn't stop her, of course. And um, after putting me into my place, my mom and her, they got to talking about Camp Kizzy, and my mom looked it up like in that second. <laughs> and there it was. One thing about me is I definitely come from the mentality of it takes a village. And, you know, if you're a part of the problem, if you stand by, and I and I hope that you all get this too in Camp Kizzy, that when you see something you know is not right, even if it's necessarily not your business or not your quote unquote place, you know, part of paying it forward, part of, you know, having the sense of accountability is when you see somebody acting up is to be like, now listen, now you know. 
you know you know better and you need to get it together. So one thing they do know about me, I thought it was really funny because when I did Camp Kizzy, you know one of the craziest feedbacks that I got that I didn't realize? It never occurred to me not to be there. People were like, you're going to be here every day? I thought that too. <laughs> you thought that too? I thought you were going to be like, like pop in and then never see you again until next year. But that was so not the case. You seem so disappointed. No, 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 not at all. Uh-huh. You were there 24-7. Right. Yeah. And then they laugh because then once I once you're on a first-name basis and I know you and you've been there for a couple years, then you also have to watch out. If you turn in a BS application, what happens? You get a phone call, and um, you have to redo your application, your essay, um... She's not taking no for an answer. (laughs) But you do recognize that I do it because I love you. Yeah. Because if someone doesn't care, they'll just be like, next, denied. But, you know, when I know what you're capable of and I know it's not your best work, you know, because I desire for all of you to always, you know, show up with your best foot forward, that's why I do it. That's why I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, boo. Come on, we need to do this over again. Sabria Lynn, tell me about your Camp Kizzy experience. Um, well, I found out about Camp Kizzy right before it actually happened. My mom, she was on Facebook or some, she was on some type of social media, mm-hmm. and she was telling me about how there was this camp by um, Keisha Knight because she knew that I thought Keisha was gorgeous, Thanks. and I always like watching her on TV. <laughs> so she was like, "She's having a camp. You should, you know, you should do it. You have to write an essay, or I think it was a poem at that time." Or yeah, something. each year I change it. Um, yeah. it just depends. So it probably was a poem some years you've had to do a video clip this mm-hmm. year the girl it was um a creative story about a magical dog and <laughs> why are y'all laughing <laughs> and then the other essay what was the other essay i came up with the the value of integrity those were the two essays this mm-hmm. year so why are y'all laughing about my magical dog essay no. well, sidebar we'll get back to the story <laughs> i'm just laughing because i know you like dogs and i don't so <laughs> but you like kunta you don't to like an Kunta. Extent, you don't like Kunta. When when your dog's not like running around and I'm like jumping on chairs. Time out. Kunta is a three pound Yorkie. Let's talk about this. He is rodent size. How can you possibly be afraid of Kunta? I've always been scared of dogs my entire life. If I do recall, you pet Kunta last year. I did. Yeah. With others gathered protecting me. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's when we digress. <laughs> so we'll finish real. But, um, yeah, so I love writing personally. So I was like, okay, I could do this. And it said 500 words, or so my mother thought. So I wrote a 500-word poem. Turns out it was 500 characters. No, it was 500 words or less. Yeah. It's okay. And I was like, my mom was like, so you're going to have to, you know, shorten it a little bit. <laughs> so it took me a lot longer than I expected to do the application but Mm -hmm. once I was done I was so proud of myself and then when I got that little acceptance email it was like the best feeling ever yay so what is what did what did you expect of like the Cam Kizzy experience like was it what you expected or you know did you go into it with any (laughs) expectations what would you say um it was actually way more than I expected like Dahlia said you know we didn't think that you were going to be as involved as you ended up being um I learned a lot I thought it was going to be like you know more or less kind of surfacey we would Mm -hmm. talk about stuff on the surface but as camp continued and as like the um 
the sermons that we had together. As you they, thought they were sermons? It, I mean, <laughs> they felt like lecture sermony stuff. Did but you it, at least feel as though they were interactive? Yes, they were okay. great. I love the books that you gave us. I still read the one, um, the hip-hop professional that uh-huh. Shanti gave us. Yeah. I read that all the Thank time. Thank you, Shanti Das. I have some great friends, and each year I choose a book for the girls. And um, I did one of my good friend Tracy um, Prather, her book, Who Said Peaches Are Perfect. And then last year we did San- Shanti Doss's The Hip Hop Professional. And this year, um, you know, Miss Arian wrote a book. Oh, no. So yeah. we're doing Miss um, Arian. Well, Arian, uh, Arian Simone's a good friend of mine. She wrote an amer- amazing book about her life and being fearless. So that's the book that we're going to do. And this year I'm actually starting the boys camp. So mm-hmm. there'll be a separate boys camp, and I'm using a really inspirational book by the three doctors. Um, they have their own foundation out of New Jersey. But we'll get back to that. So you were saying? <laughs> but, yeah, um, I just feel like the stuff that I get out of Camp Kizzy has been way more than I expected. Mm-hmm. It's left a lasting impression on me, my um, mom. She actually has my brother doing Camp James Yay! this year. So hopefully he'll gain But something. do you know why I, did, why I started Project James? Because... That's what, what happened. Like, a lot of the brothers of, the, of you guys who come to Camp Kizzy were like, what about us? Like, you guys go <laughs> home and are like, oh, my God, we had so much fun. And every time, like, the, you know, the girls who come were, you know, year after year, like, so many of y'all's brothers have come up to me and been like, so what about the boys? <laughs> so that's how it started. But I knew the reason I started with Camp Kizzy is because I know how to teach a girl how to become a woman because I've done that successfully. Granted, I have three crazy-ass brothers <laughs> who I've grown up with, and so I've been filled and I've been definitely surrounded by testosterone my whole life because I'm the only girl, but it's a different process, I feel, in teaching a boy. So that's why I kind of waited. I was like, I need a little help with this. <laughs> but let's talk about going back to, you know, not being surface and definitely uh, being in-depth about our discussions and our talks. So what was that little text message about, Dahlia? Uh, that was just a text message from my boyfriend. Okay, do tell. Who's his boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like an official boyfriend because, you know, it's summertime and we're about to go to college. So Yes, um, please, boo, don't bring sand to the beach. Um, <laughs> He was actually my, my prom date for okay. my school's prom. The little boy that I saw in the picture. Did you put a picture on Instagram? Yeah, I okay. did. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're uh, talking about you, little one. Well, go ahead. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so it was just he came over last night and brought me Waffle House, so I was just showing her that. You lying? No, no, there is right. something no. more to this because no, I saw the response. You guys are good friends and are covering up, but there is more to this story. <laughs> no. I don't know why y'all think that I don't know better by now. No, she was talking about how great it was because earlier we had been talking about how we would be lucky if a guy would even buy us food. So she finally got well, the it's food because she we went to a party on the fourth and he messed up. By flirting with another girl. So, therefore, in order to make it up to me, I made him buy me food. And I didn't think he was really going to bring me food, but he did. So. <laughs> you do know you're way more valuable than some Waffle House, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I was really hungry, though. But just listen. Make sure you teach people how to treat you. And you know I say this all the time. And you teach people how to love you by how you love yourself and what you ex- accept from other people. So make sure that you understand that you deserve the world. You deserve Waffle House and a million times better. And when people show you who they are, believe them. 
and appreciate it. It's not from a place of judgment or a place of, you know, not being allowing and accepting, but, you know, you have to go based on not what people say, but what they do. And if what they're doing is being disrespectful to you and flirting with other girls or talking to other girls, you know, if you accept that, you set you set the the level of that's acceptable and that's okay. So just think about that. I'm not saying I don't know the whole story. I get their intricacies to every relationship. But, you know, one thing about me is I'm going to be honest. And it's about, and I'm not, and one thing about Kim Kizzy, every, all the women who come to mentor, it's impor- important for me to be very clear with them that this is an experience about sharing your, your life, your tribulations, your challenges, you know, because we've been there, we've done it, we've experienced these things, and we want to share it with you because so often people just want to share their highlight reel. And everybody has had relationship stuff. Everybody has been through stuff. So don't ever, if ever you feel like you can't share or, okay, I don't want to tell somebody about this because I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed or what have you, those are definitely the moments you should. Because get the knowledge, like get the help. You know, you need to reach out and ask women who've been there, done that. Because these little boys, they ain't even slick. They're not even good at it. They're even, they're bad liars. And good Lord, with Instagram and stuff, you can't hide. Oh, yeah. You can't hide. So what you got to say about that, Breland? I, I mean, <laughs> I agree. That's something my mom has been telling me since pretty much puberty hit. So mm-hmm. I've been hearing about that for a while. You know, I definitely believe that it's important that you make a man respect you because mm-hmm. I've seen so many times the way the things that you let him get away with in the beginning, he's not going to change just because, oh, he's now, quote unquote, in love or something. It's mm-hmm. going to stay the same no matter what. Absolutely. Oh, shucks. Y'all listening? Y'all listening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, what we can do real quick, let's take a break right here. Um, You're listening to Candidly Keisha, and we are talking all things Camp Kizzy. Um, Camp Kizzy is all about empowerment and self-esteem and letting kids and now girls, letting girls and now boys with Project James know their worth, know their value, um, and have fun while doing it. So we'll be right back uh, with Candidly Keisha, so stay tuned. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. Um, today is all things Camp Kizzy. Yay! <laughs> but um, in the studio, again, we still have Bri Lynn and Dahlia, two of my babies. And we have um, one more very special Camp Kizzy alum on the phone. Um, not only uh, have I known her in her entire life, but she was there for all the years of Camp Kizzy and then transitioned on the other side to become a counselor once she um, was at, when she attended Spelman College. She is now a rising junior. Oh my God, Ryan, you're making me feel so old. So we have on the phone Ryan, who not only is a Camp Kizzy um, alum and now counselor, but also my baby cousin. Hey, Ryan. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. So we're talking all things Camp Kizzy. We're just going to jump right in. What was your experience like? How was it for you being a Camp Kizzy girl and then transitioning to on the other side? You know, is there any advice you would give to my girls who are here? Because this is their year to transition on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Well, my transition was, it was a lot of fun, but I definitely realized all the work that goes into Camp Kizzy behind the scenes, you know, by you, Keisha, by all the counselors, Miss um, Shayla, mm-hmm. um, all the work that goes into making these things happen for the girls every single day. So um, my advice to them would just be to um, enjoy your experience as a counselor, um, you know, always be kind and always be welcoming to the girls because... You know, they're coming away from home and they're expecting to be welcomed by you and um, and to be uh, embraced by you. So, so you know, to just remember to be kind and always be loving towards them because they do look up to you. Now you're a role model. You know, before you were a friend and you were a camper and you were there to support, <clears throat> but now your support means so much more because you're a role model and they do look up to you. So that's... <laughs> Sorry, I'm like sappy. They know it. I'm trying because I'm... Like, when it comes to this, like, it doesn't take much to make me cry because that's how much my heart is filled with joy over doing this. But that was really, thank you for sharing that because, you know, there are a lot of people who sacrifice a lot to make sure that you guys are taken care of over this five-day period. And, you know, I just encourage you to make sure that you enjoy, but also take the responsibility, because it is a responsibility, you know, really understand that, that when we ask things of you, um, that you have to set that example, because they are looking to you. And, you know, another thing, you got to make sure that you don't try to do no crazy stuff, (laughs) because... I will send y'all home too. I'm just saying, um, you know, I won't go in detail, but you know, we had a little incident last year where some people decided they thought the counselors were going to uh, go out one night and that got nipped in the bud real quick, fast, in a hurry. So I'm just letting y'all know, don't even think about it. Because if I have to come up there in the middle of the night, you know it won't be nice. <laughs> Crickets, right? <laughs> but, okay, so Ryan, what else, like, with Cam Kizzy did that, because I know now you're at Spellman, um, and we have, you know, Dahlia going to Clark, we have Kennesaw State. So how did being on the college campus, because we did two years at Spellman, we did mm-hmm. um, two years at Clark Atlanta, and this year we're going to kind of be between, it's going to actually happen on Morehouse's campus. So oh. how did being on a college campus help affect your choice in terms of colleges? Or okay, even going well, to college? Yeah. When I did Camp Kizzy, I was there for the last two years. Um, I was 15 and 16, so I was, like, starting the college process already, you know, at school and in my head, thinking of where I wanted to go to school. And, of course, Spelman was on my list. Um, at the time, it actually was not number one. So when I was down at Spelman <clears throat> and I went to Camp Kizzy and I saw all my counselors, you know, they were all Spelman girls. Of course, Chloe was there. She was a counselor. Yeah, Chloe's a role Chloe, model in my life. Chloe's my, so, my dad's sister. Yeah, Chloe. So, you know, seeing Chloe, seeing all her friends who were also Spelman girls, I feel like that really also had an influence on me. Of course, you went to Spelman. We have other members of our family who went to Spelman. So being in Atlanta, being at Spelman, having these wonderful girls that were like my role models at Camp Kizzy, you know, I look up to them. I'm I'm enjoying my time with them and I'm on campus. It's just like it kind of was falling into place that like Spelman was kind of where I wanted to be, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think... I think having it on a college campus is just important in general because it gets kids thinking about college at maybe a younger age where we wouldn't have thought about it before. Yay, like that's why I do it that way. You know, for me, what I realized is that if a, if you don't know it exists, you don't know to dream it. And part of it is, like, there's so many kids who may live right in the West End next to Spelman, next to Morehouse, next to Clark Atlanta, and never envision the fact that that could be for them. 
So being mm-hmm. on the college campus was really important to me because I knew the impact long term that that would have subliminally. So a lot of the stuff we do at Camp Kizzy, you know, it's everything has a meaning behind it, even if we don't tell you or even if it's not hit you over the head, like this is why we're doing this. So, you know, I'm glad. So how did that? Because I know, Dahlia, you're going to Clark Atlanta. So is that part of why? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um I'm like a germaphobe mm-hmm. and seeing like all the space I get in the dorm room at Clark <laughs> was really a uh, You really chose it because of the dorm room? <laughs> um not, not necessarily, but it was a, a huge impact on, on why okay. I chose it, but you know, other things were involved too. Okay, but, okay. And how about you? Um I would say definitely yes. Um I feel like college is something that it might not be for everybody, but I feel a lot of people end up not choosing it just because of they just because of the obstacles that they feel that they won't be able to overcome. But I feel like Camp Kizzy and I assume Project James Wassel and still this in young men, I feel as though they tell us that, you know, not to let the obstacles stop us. Right. Like Miss Keisha, she introduces us to a lot of people. And, you know, I believe in networking. You know, you do what you got to do to get in where you want to go. And I feel like they open those opportunities up to us so that we can see that everything is possible. You just got to get your foot in that door. And once it's in, you're good. Absolutely. Okay, y'all can't see me, but I'm like up here like cheering. I'm so excited right now. Um, I guess, question, is there anything like, because y'all have all gone to Camp Kizzy multiple years. What haven't I done? I know there are a few things that I'm already kind of planning to do that we haven't done before, but is there anything as a camper that you all would love for these other girls to experience that you feel like could add to Camp Kizzy? I feel like we've done it all. We've learned majority of what a, a woman should know. Okay. Nothing, nothing. I know one thing I'm going to, um, I'll give you one thing that I know we hadn't done that um, it's, we're going to talk about uh, depression and we're going to talk about bullying and how that, how a lot of times, because, you know, I'm not, of course, not going to say any names, but we actually had one Camp Kizzy girl this year who tried to commit suicide. So I realized the pressures that you were under. We Granted, she was unsuccessful. She's doing amazing, like sending lots of love. But I feel sometimes parents don't understand how important and how in your mind and your world things that we may see as trivial how really impactful they are on your life so you know I felt like we definitely needed to talk about that because sometimes you're going through a lot at school um and within your your peer groups that you may not share and then you know you internalize it so that um we're definitely talking about like drug alcohol we've touched on that before but we're really kind of going to go into it um and there's one big surprise. It hasn't come together all the way, but it, it will. So we're going to take a field trip this year. That sounds like fun. So anything else that y'all think? What you feel? I really can't think of anything because uh, everything that I'm thinking of, like, we've done, we've talked about. So pretty much what you said, I would have never thought about that, but that is really important. So I'm glad that you um, okay. glad that you're bringing that up. Nice. So did you guys, did you, so I know one thing that's always been a big hit with the girls is yoga. Was it your first time doing yoga yes. at Camp Kizzy? Yeah. 
Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was nice. I Not really. It. Not really? Why didn't you <laughs> well, enjoy it? Okay, I got to expect you to, you're, you're going to tell the truth. Why? Okay, the, the first year <laughs> that we did it, it was it was cool, but then it was our first year staying at Clark, and then so last year we did it, it was like early, early, early in the morning, mm-hmm. and we did it like on the grass. Mm-hmm. It was cool until it hit me. It was really early in the morning, and I wasn't fully awake, and I didn't <laughs> eat yet, so that wasn't really my problem, but other than that, you know, it was good. How do you like morning meditation? After I eat, I could like probably do morning meditation. <laughs> if you saw this little girl, she's so greedy, but I can't even fault her because so am I, but a lot of times, it's about doing it prior to because the clarity of mind that you have when you first wake up, so you know you're going to eat, and we always feed you really good. Ooh, so yeah. if you can, mm-hmm. you know, get oh, past yeah. that, you know it's coming. <laughs> but did you, is meditation anything that you've continued to do, or has it helped you in any other way? Oh, yeah. In some very um, serious situations, you uh-huh. know, just take time out. Just go in your room, close your door, turn all the lights off, and, you know, sit in peace and meditate. Nice. How about you, Braylon? Um, meditation is definitely something that I <clears throat> do on a regular. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this isn't exactly meditation, but every weekday morning, I get up at 8 o'clock every morning faithfully, go out for a run with the dog, come back inside, I'll do a little bit of reading, and just, you know, enjoy the quiet with my chai tea. That is, that is a form of meditation. Oh, well, then You know, a lot me. of times people feel it has to be, like, one way. Like, you have to, like, sit in Lotus and be like, oh, But no, you know, a jog can be meditation. Um, you know, sitting, like you said, that's something that I actually do in the morning. My morning routine, I feed my wake-up, feed my animals, Kunta, Chicken, George, and Smokey, my cats and my dog. And, um, you know, kind of enjoy and just ease into the morning and just set the intention of this is an amazing day and of all that I desire to happen in that day. I'll sit and have my morning tea at my in my favorite chair in my kitchen or maybe I'll walk outside by the pool and just enjoy the morning, watch the birds, you know, chirp and play around. And, um, and I feel that that time that you take for yourself to really just kind of embrace, to appreciate and to be grateful for all that's around you really sets the tone because what you get and your perception is based on what you give your atten- your what you give your energy and attention to. And that's what you'll receive back in the rest of the day. But we're going to take these last couple minutes before Ryan um, has to leave us on this phone. We're going to start into some juicy stuff. So what's going on in y'all's lives? What do we want to talk about? You, y'all both y'all try to look away, but you don't have to give all the business. I know your mama and them are listening. But <laughs> <laughs> so do you all, is there anything going on? And it could be your friend that you may need some advice or just want to kind of get off your chest. It don't have to be you. Anybody? I have a friend uh-huh. or an ex-friend now. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, well, recently we went to a party, and I don't know, like, the next day she just, like, blew up on me because of some boy she was talking to is sending me, like, screenshots of their messages. Uh-huh. But the boy is actually my best, best friend. Okay. So he comes to me for advice. 
So I'm like, okay, but she was, like, really mad, and now we're not friends anymore. But we do this probably, like, every week, but I'm really kind of tired of it now. So and I'm really trying to get rid of her, but it's really impossible. Why is it impossible? Because she won't leave me alone. But I thought she said she's not talking to you. Not right now, but in a couple of days, she'll probably text me, I'm sorry. It's, like, a every week thing, and oh. it's getting kind of old. Well, what are you going to do different? Um... Well, now I unfollowed her on Snapchat and blocked her on Twitter, and uh, I blocked her on my phone. Okay, so, so now she can't call you, huh? Right, but she has my mom's number, so... All I'm saying is this is something I tell y'all always. What's, do you remember the definition of insanity? No. It's doing, doing the same, same thing over and over and expecting, and expecting a different a result. Different so, granted, you can't change her input in the situation. You can't change her calling or, you know, this whole round robin that you guys keep doing. But what are you going to do to change? You know, that's the only thing you have control over is what you do. So, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be mean to the girl. But if you no longer choose to continue to engage, just be like, listen, we're good. But, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And don't, though. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because you can't get mad if you keep, she keeps saying, I'm sorry, and then you keep being her BFF the next day, and then she does it the next week. You can't keep being mad at her. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anyone else? What's going on with you, Ryan? I'm coming back to you, Braylon. With me? Uh-huh. Um, well, I could tell you something about a friend of mine also. Okay. That I've been trying to help her with, but, you know, I'm we're the same age, so it's like my advice is right. basically the same advice she would give herself. So she's in a situation with a male friend where the lines, the boundaries in the past have been crossed Uh and they're trying to work on having a friendship, but their friendship is very toxic because there's a lot of jealousy when it comes to him being in a relationship with someone else. And okay, wait, time out. So the lines were crossed. So they started, they started doing it, sleeping together pretty much or having sex. Not exactly, like not all the way, but you know, they messed around. Yeah. And, you know, when you do that, obviously, you know, you get feelings and, you know, that that causes problems in the in the future when you're trying to be friends. So my advice to her was cut them off. You know, don't deal with them anymore. Cut them off. Blah, blah, blah. But that's not easy for everyone to do. You know, so she so she's just like struggling with should I cut him off? Should I try to still be his friend and be jealous, be jealous and fight with him? Or should I just go about my own life and not deal with the situation anymore? What have you learned from what have you learned from being a being present and a witness in this situation? I mean, for my own life, uh-huh. I've just realized that I can't control other people's actions. Uh-huh. I can only control how I let those actions affect me and whether or not I let them affect me. Right. Like I, I can't control what whoever does, you know, outside of my relationship or my friendship, but like if that's toxic, if that situation is toxic, then I can definitely control whether or not it gets to me because I can end it and I can remove it from my life. Right. Do you know something else that's very, you know, interesting and especially with girls and girlfriends and it's not even just a girl thing, it's a people thing that when people have enough, they do something different. Mm-hmm. She may just not have had enough yet. And, you know, in terms of being friends, what I've learned with my girlfriends is it's about being allowing and sometimes it's just listening. Because sometimes when people hear what they're saying, they hear it for themselves and like, this sounds ridiculous. Versus you inserting your opinion. Because then when you insert your opinion, you like, you have to allow people to kind of figure it out on their terms. So that, because then this is what happens. 
And then the girlfriend's mad at you or doesn't feel they can talk to you because they know you told them not to talk to the boy, but they're still talking to the boy. And then it becomes a whole situation. So, you know, when you just kind of listen and allow, you know, them to vent to you without as more, without inserting your opinion on the situation, sometimes people figure it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I hope she, I hope she figures it out because, you know, it's, it's tough seeing your friend go through something and you can't really like, you can only just talk yeah. to her. You can't really like, you know, change the situation for her. Right. So. But you can't, that's the hardest part when you love people. You really can't change the situation for anyone. But what you can yeah. do is you can love them, you can support them, and you can create the space that allows them to work through it and figure it out. Because if the more, you know how like you'll tell someone more to go left than they go right. So if you know that that's the case, you know, the way that I think of it is by me not inserting my opinion, I'm creating the space to allow them to figure it out faster. So that's how it can come from a place of like love. And if you can think of it like that, it's like, okay, well, they'll figure this out. Like, let me not keep pushing so they can keep, stop pulling. Yeah. But so real in, how about you? I mean, since we're all talking about friend situations, I guess Uh I'll go on ahead and give one. I actually have a friend. We're very close right now. Um, She and I, we were both considered the goody-goodies of Mm -hmm. my school, you know, very squeaky clean records. No one really could say much about us because that's just who we were. Well, this year she got her first boyfriend. We Mm -hmm. were all very happy for her. And um, she got a little ahead of herself, if you guys are all catching mm-hmm. what I'm throwing. So she's been doing <laughs> she's been doing some things that even I was like, ooh, I mean, I mean, maybe when I'm married, but not uh-huh. anytime soon. And, you know, she really thinks she's in love with this guy, all this great stuff. But I was talking to one of my male best friends, and apparently this boyfriend of hers has been sharing with everyone else the things that they've been doing. So she doesn't know that everyone knows, but we, we all know at this point. What did I tell y'all at Cam Kizzy? Just this, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. And I, you know... I try to be gentle because I know when it comes to love, well, I've never been in love, but I assume that when it comes to love, that's very, something very touchy and you can't just come to anybody, go to anybody and type away about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, me and my other friends, it's four of us who are uh-huh. super close. So we've all been trying to, you know, tell her just be careful, slow down a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you're both going to different colleges. Just be careful. And she always gets very defensive and she's like, well, have you ever been in love or what do you know about such and such? You've never. So I, you know, at this point, I'm thinking that as a friend, I should, you know, keep telling her and just keep and just tell her the truth that he's telling everybody. Yeah. But in the same sense, I don't want to lose her as a friend. So I'm feeling like maybe I should just back off and just let her do what she wants to do. Only thing I'm going to say, if she is your friend. How can you, like, if she's someone who's meant to be there and she's your friend, how are you going to lose her? Are you really losing something? Um, and, but Ryan, I want you, what, what would your advice be for this? Um, for this situation, my advice would just be, like, to be there for her as a support, as, you know, support. You know, friends, oftentimes, like, when you're trying to tell your friend what you think and they don't agree, it's not going to get through. You know, they're going to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing, whatever you can either be there for her while she's doing whatever, or you cannot be there for her and have her go through it on her own. So, you know, I would say if she doesn't listen to you, to just still be there, be support, support her. And, um, you know, obviously be truthful with her when she asks for your opinion. 
but don't always try to interject and probably project your opinion mm -hmm. on her because, you know, young love can be complicated or whatever. So, um, yeah, so are you still with, support. are you with your boyfriend that you had in high school? No, I'm not. I'm not. sure not. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about odds, you know, the odds are very, very few cool. people end up with their high school sweetheart. Some do. Some do. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, just putting it in perspective, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, it's really awesome that she, you know, has a good friend in you. And what I would say is, you know, and I tell this to all my girls, even if you don't feel like you can talk to your mom about it, find, like, if it's an older cousin or an older friend, like, someone. But also be very careful who you ask advice for. I tell this to people all the time. Don't ask an unhappy person for <laughs> advice. That's just shooting yourself in the foot. Don't, and if you, like, if the life that they're living isn't one that you desire to emulate, then they probably aren't the advice that you should ask for. But that's just something that, that's just the Keisha-ism that, you know, I always, like, for instance, if, you know, I know I desire to be married, I desire to have a family, so I ask my married friends for advice, not my single ones, when it comes to relationships. <laughs> that's kind of a rule of thumb. But I just want to say, we have to take another break. Ryan, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. I can't wait for you to come back to Atlanta so you can come in studio with us and do something here at Candidly Keisha. But, um... We are, we'll be right back. We have one more of our Camp Kizzy girls who will be joining us. Love you, Rye. Love you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. We have... Bria Lynn and Dahlia still in the studio. And we also have one of my other Camp Kizzy girls who's calling in who will be at Howard University in the fall. So, Taylor. Yes, ma'am. How was your Camp Kizzy experience? It was really good. Um, I just love how, like, you bring everybody together. You have, like, people from types of backgrounds, like, and you have, like, people that want to do arts, and you have people that want to do business, and then you have different leaders to come speak to us that have those same background. Right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So we're going to talk about this. We've been talking about the Camp Kizzy experience, but I feel like because all of you ladies are transitioning and going to college, we need to talk about college right now. Dalia, why are you scratching your eye? Oh, no, I'm just scratching. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So, Dalia, you just had a question for me. Let's start with that. Okay. I wanted to know... Since I will be turning 18, July 29th, um, if I could go to the club, because, you know, you only turn 18 once, and uh -huh. I feel like I should go, but my mom told me I needed to ask you. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to ask her. What, what what do I have to do with you going to the club? I don't know, <laughs> but... <laughs> what club are you trying to go to? Let's talk about that hey, first. Either Mansion or... Um, What's the other club? And opera, Opera Wednesdays, because you know my birthday's on Wednesday, and so. And do you only have to be eighteen to get in these clubs? Right. Okay. On weekends, I think it's twenty-one, but. Okay. Days it's eighteen, so I, I feel like I should go. I could handle myself. What do you think? How do you feel about that, Taylor? I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I went once and it was okay, but I'm not like. I don't really like the club scene. Taylor, where you go? I went to Mansion. Oh, you went to Mansion. See? Yeah. You know, Mansion's a little hood. You do know that, right? Yeah, it is a little hood. But, you know, I like it. 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 I like it.
I feel I would pro- personally I I would feel probably better with your first club experience being more opera ish versus yeah. mansion ish. You know, no no hey, sometimes you like to get down with the ratchet music and the people. I'm not hating on it at all. However, you know, I would just say definitely, you know, if it's something you choose to do, be safe about it. Go with a group of friends, you know, don't don't get drunk at the club and you're not even under and you're underage or drunk before you get to the club. Definitely not. You're no. such you are so full of it right now, but I'm not even gonna you are completely full of it. You're acting like I don't know you and that I'm not looking at you. But you know me, I'm not one of those people who's like who is like, oh my God, don't do this. It's horrible. Don't have sex or don't you know, I'm gonna be honest with you and I'm gonna share with you, you know, from a place of just make sure that, you know, you have people who you trust around you, you know, because stuff happens, especially if you've been drinking, especially, you know, your inhibitions are down and, you know, you just want to make sure you're safe is all I'm saying. Drunk driving is an absolute no-no, absolute no-no, but just be safe and have a really good time. But you'll learn, like, I'm not going to lie. I've had my days of kicking it. I'm just not there anymore. Like the club isn't my thing (laughs) as much anymore. I like a great dinner party. But (laughs) y'all are like, oh, my God, Miss Keisha, you're so old. I am. It's okay. So getting ready for college. Any other questions about college specifically? Taylor? How are you going to, like, balance the workload and then extracurricular? Okay. That is the biggest challenge. I'm going to be real with you. The biggest challenge of college is the fact that you have no one telling you what you have to do at any given moment. No one's telling you you have to study. No one's telling you you have to go to bed. No one's telling you you cannot go to this party. No one is telling you that any of that stuff. So more than anything, it's about figuring out like making the time because there's always going to be a party. There's always going to be an event. Like, I don't know. Like, I know my brother is a little, he's 20 now. So I don't know all the lingo right now. He calls them like kickbacks or something like that. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Kickbacks. Okay. Because for us, they were beer bashes or like literally we would have beer bashes in the park. It was awesome. But my point is, is that there's always an opportunity to do something and the same people are going to be there. So it's not like you're missing anything. So just figure out your balance, like get your schoolwork done because ultimately that's why you're there. You know, have fun. Kick it. I kicked it hands down when I was in college, but I did my work. I graduated with honors. I graduated on time. So just don't lose focus of what you're there for is what I would say. And have fun. And you're going to probably go a little left and then get one of those, one of those tests back and you'll be like, oh God, I'm going to die. And then you'll have to, you know, buckle down and do, but just make sure you have fun, but do your work. And like people will fool you. Like you'll be with people. Like I had friends who were like, geniuses who would kick it but that they would go home and do the work so don't fall in the trap of being out with the people who kick it kick it kick it and then you'll be up looking like how did you get an a and i got a d because they went back and they actually did their work even though they kicked it too mm-hmm. does that make sense and these boys I, a lot of sense. I mean that's kind of like how i was in high school i would make everybody think oh Tampa didn't do her work and then miss montero like that was my favorite um human anatomy teacher uh-huh uh, she's actually a spelling knight too. Mm-hmm. Um, she, oh, she's like Taylor. Oh, you turn your paper in early. I'm like, yeah, because I know I'm going to kick it. So I didn't want to like. Right, do your paper because there is nothing worse than going out and then coming home back to your dorm room having being drunk and then trying to write a paper. It yeah. never goes well. 
ever. <laughs> I know I had, this is a really random time when I did this. I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and kick it. I'll just come back and pull an all-nighter. And on old computers, you know they have the insert or the type over button on a computer. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget sitting in this computer and being so frustrated because the computer kept eating my words because I had it on <laughs> type over instead of insert and I couldn't figure out how to fix it. It was horrible. <laughs> and I know that's a really silly example, but that's the sort of thing that you will be kicking yourself for. So uh, the other piece of thing, boys. Mm-hmm. Y'all Listen. I had to tell one of my little, my gods, well, I'm not going to put her business out there, but someone who's very near and dear to my heart, who, and you all know that when I love you, there is nothing that I wouldn't do for you, and Miss Keisha can be a little hood, so you're looking like a lot of it. So, (laughs) So she was dating this boy who wasn't treating her very well at all, and she tried to hide it, and this is right here in Atlanta, and, um... I mean, so what happened was um, my brother and her very close. My brother had to call me. It was one particular afternoon. I was out. I was running errands. I can't remember what I was doing. And um, he was like, listen, I need you to go get her. You know, she's been dating this boy. Another thing, when you go to college, date a college boy. Don't date a boy who works at Pizza Hut. Your parents did not send you with all of this tuition to date someone who isn't on the same path that you are. So she was dating a boy who wasn't in school currently, and um, he, she went by his house, and he decided, you know, I guess they'd been going back and forth, that he wasn't going to let her leave his house. And he left her without a car, kind of far off of campus, um, in his house, took her belongings with him so that she could not go, and left and went to work. So at this point, trying to, like, save face, not be embarrassed, what have you, and my brother finally called me and said, listen, this is what's going on. You know, can I borrow your car? I need to. I said, no, 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 no. You don't need to, you know, go into the situation with this gentleman. That's not happening right now. Where is she? What's the address? I'm on my way. So I pull up to the house. I'm like, get in the car. Let's go. Well, my things, I said, where does he work? We're going to the job. We're getting your things Sheesh. right now. We rolled up, and I wasn't playing any games. And sometimes people need to know that you have family, you have people behind you who love and support you, and they have to be accountable for their actions, and we're not going to do that. So, yes, we rolled up on him, and I was like, look, she needs her things right now, please and thank you. And I'm not going to lie, you know, I have my concealed weapons permit, so I can hold my gun if I want to. (laughs) But, you know, maybe I may or may not have had it, but not pointed at anyone. Just in the vicinity in case things <laughs> popped off. And lo, lo and behold, we got her things. I took her back to my house. We had our girl time, our powwow, just to really talk about what was going on with her and recognize that she deserved much more and that whenever there's a situation that you feel like you should isolate yourself, that's when you really need to open up and when you need to reach out to the people who love you and care about you. And I'm grateful that, again, like we talked about earlier, she had to kind of figure it out, but she eventually left him. And I'm going to be real with y'all, just how I am. I there. A lot of times y'all get to college, that's the first time y'all could do all the grown-up things without people when you want to do it. Y'all know I'm trying to be PC, but y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I had to be real with her. There's good penis out there everywhere. Good digger. So don't ever, don't ever let that be a reason you stay with a man who treats you poorly because a relationship is way more than just sex. 
So, and I had to tell her that. I was like, is this really the issue? Is that this little boy just put it on you? Is that what happened? I said, don't ever let that be the reason that you stay with somebody. So y'all, when you get to college, have your fun, do your work, date boys, have a good time, always be respectful of yourself because this is your temple. What you put in it, and you know I always say, is what you get out of it. And, you know, as you continue, if you, as you share yourself with people in that way, you're opening yourself up emotionally, you're opening yourself up physically, and there's some stuff that medication can't get rid of that you have to keep, take with you your whole life. So just keep that in perspective. The decisions you make today will impact your tomorrow. But have fun in the process. And no, these little boys don't even know what they're doing no way with it. So don't ever <laughs> let that be the reason you stay. So on that note, Taylor, you got any more questions before we head out? No, ma'am. <laughs> Taylor's like, oh, my God, Miss Keisha, what did I get myself into? Well, ladies, I love you so, so much. And, you know, again, you were listening to Candidly Keisha. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, please, you know, go to www.campkizzy.org, and you can find out more what we're doing in the community with Camp Kizzy, with Project James. Um, you can donate there. You can find out more information there. That's also where our applications go up. Um, we do a camp every summer, uh, July. Um, five days for the girls, and it's overnight and completely free. We're going to have 115 girls from around the country. We had over 400 applications this year for 100 spots. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's amazing. Um, we really have a good time. And, you know, Project James starting this year, it's going to be a day camp for the first couple years, but we're going to grow so that we can do a week for the girls and a week for the boys every summer. And we have continuing programming around the year. So thanks again for tuning in to Candidly Keisha. And thank you, Bria Lynn. And thank you, Dahlia. And thank you, Taylor, for your time today. Love you, girls. Love you, too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.